Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 356 for patch 7.2.5. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Roots. And this is Freckleface. Coming up in episode number 356 of HearthCast, the most underutilized mechanic in the game, upcoming Hearthstone card pack changes, and what will the next companion app be? This podcast is made possible through the kind support of our Patreon. To find out more about how you can contribute to our show, please visit patreon.com slash E-I-P-S. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. On Warcraft, I made some progress in the Death of Chromi. That is such a weird thing to say. I know. I only went back to it um, one night this week. I opened up all the portals, so now I'm on the quest to stop all eight attacks in one go. Oh, you thought there was four. Are there eight? Yeah, because uh, when you uh, fight the boss at each one of the shrines, you get a shard that you then turn in that opens up a portal. Oh, okay. So the next thing you have to do is in one scenario, you have to go through all the portals, do your thing, and then go to all the shrines and do your thing. Got it. So you're doing your thing. Right. And okay. I, I realized I'd missed something when you and I were going through, which was when you get to a shrine and you've already gone through the whole process of talking to the person and killing all the mobs and collecting the clues. The next time you go there, she says, oh, we've already done this part. Let's just skip to the boss. Right. Basically. I was wondering how that mechanic was going to work. The thing is, it takes a few seconds. Mm, I don't like that. It's kind of so, against you. Well, remember the first time that we did it, we went to the, the, the fire one. We had to go into the cave, then you have to come back out of the cave. Right. We so, went in again. We fought over them all again. We're like, this is a waste. But see, we, we did that because it takes a few seconds for that mob to spawn right outside the cave. And once I saw that, I was like, okay, I don't have to go into the cave again. I just need to wait on her to, like, you know, run up and summon the dude. Got it. So I missed that whole thing, which is what had kind of piled on to the frustration, I think, when you and I were going through it and reading about it and saying, oh, well, we're supposed to be able to skip this, but we're not skipping it. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Yeah. I've been also working on the Fire Festival because they added a new toy this year and a new pet, but I figured. You know, the toy is soul balance. So I need to work on getting that. Right. The pet you can get on anybody. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the first day I tried it, uh, the add-on wasn't working that I use. Use uh, Handy Notes. Oh, okay. Summer Festival. I was, just, I was just useless without that. <laughs> I don't know where to go. It's better than how you used to ask us to look for shadows for you when you were juggling. <laughs> In your video you card know, Actually, there was something else going on with that, too, because when I went to Stormwind... And nobody had a quest for me. Normally when there is a, uh, a holiday, one of the commoners will have a quest oh, okay. and get you started and yeah. send you maybe to the section of the city where they're doing yeah. it. There's nothing. Bombs. Something was going out. It's gone. Well, not with that. But um, the uh, handy notes got updated, I think, the next day. So I went back. I was like, okay, that's cool. It got really weird. I started from the very south end of uh, Eastern Kingdoms and flew all the way up. Okay. Fun flight. Yeah. And then I went up through uh, Western Plaguelands, Eastern Plaguelands. You went up through there and I'm crossing over these mountains and all of a sudden I get dismounted. Oh, you're in a I'm PvP like, area no, or no, no flight no. zone? No. No. Well, yes and no. Did someone throw one of the shells at you? Them shells? Them. Those don't work after level uh, 94 or something? Uh, yeah. yeah, they want it to. All right. No, it, no, it's this weird thing where you still can't fly in the ghost lands. So the border between the ghost lands, you can't fly into it either. It dismounts you, and then you have to get down, and you have to go through the road and go through the tunnel and go through the loading screen. Oh, my God. Did you, did you at least get a parachute? No. Well, I wasn't... I didn't fall far enough okay. to take any falling like damage. But then I was like perched there. up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I 
was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a strange experience, you know, when you go through that and you're like, oh, yeah, they they sectioned this off. They didn't add flying to it. It's really weird. Yeah. Need to go back there and fix that. Yeah. Like the past few weeks, I've been playing a lot of HOTS. Uh, husband and I have been playing with our with our friends, and he's been wanting to play a lot. So I think I might be stressing him out less than I used to. That's a good thing, though, right? <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It does make a difference. You, you know, we were both gamers, so we do have that in common. But for all these years, we haven't really had one game that we've both played for a long time. Like, he really likes Skyrim, so he tried to get me to play Skyrim, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, I played that a little bit, and I basically did all I was interested in. And I'm kind of done, you know? <laughs> okay. And he's pretty much done with Warcraft, and he's right. kind of done with Hearthstone. Right. He, he's going to come so back. Don't worry. He cycles around. But at least right now, I'm enjoying it. It's nice that we have something to do together in the evening. Sure, yeah. We had a particularly fun game uh, the other night when um it was 5v5 and what i mean by that is that when you're in a loading screen before you go into a quick match there's little symbols that tells you who's in a group with whom right right yeah so we could tell you know all five of us in a group and the other team is another group of five oh people. that's fun and from the beginning we realized they fought better than us they had more damage just their team composition was better if we were going to go in a big group fight, they were going to win. Mm. But then we also realized they weren't very good about getting the objectives. Oh, so you guys just did lanes, yeah. objectives, did all the camps. Yeah, they, they let an early one slip by that gave us an advantage that we kind of went, wait a minute, they're not that organized. Right, so they might be they might be stronger players as far as their characters are concerned, but they're not playing the map accordingly. Yes, yeah, so, so you guys we, we the game. focused really hard on doing yeah. you know, objectives and like we were... We were all running together the whole time and, you know, very quickly going from one place to another. And we ended up winning. Nice. Even though the other team was theoretically better than us. So that that felt really good. Mm-hmm. It really did. I like I like those types of games when you can out it's you can out it's a difference in, in playing and performing. So right. you took advantage and you played we, the map and you We beat. won because we worked together well as a yeah. team and that yeah. was a good feeling. That's great. Congratulations. But uh, other than you know playing a little bit of Hearthstone here and there, not all that much going on with me. Uh, but tell me about you. Well, doing a little more Hearthstone as usual, just coming in and out of that. Uh, still really, really enjoying that. I uh, built myself a uh, Warlock deck. I haven't done the import yet. I, I need to, to do that. I've only, I'm still manually building things. Because what I'm starting to realize is anytime I see a deck import from somebody, I don't have you know half those cards. <laughs> So I don't even bother doing the import. Well, what you could do is um, at least do a partial import. You can always fill in the fill in the blank spots. With is that what it'll do? Will it suggest after? Because I just figured I don't. I'm just going to throw an error or something. Um, you know what? I haven't tried it. So I'm, no, no, I have. I take it back. Okay. So what it does? It's like let's say you have 26 of the cards. Um, it'll just fill in those 26. So then you just up to you to fill then, in the yeah, rest. Yeah, then you have oh. four blank spots. Okay, I could yeah. possibly do that. Yeah, and you then just again, try to keep it balanced. The ones that I've seen are from our friends who are like legendary players. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe in five years I'll have those cards, guys. <laughs> so what I've been doing is going over to Icy Veins and getting the, the basic card sets, the ones that they're recommending. And I, try, I did the Warlock one, but I don't know, it's not liking the way Warlock plays. So other than that, I jumped back into Diablo. I'm not doing the season. I, I picked up on my uh, my Crusader, Freckless. All oh, right. <laughs> you have one named Rootless, do. don't you? Yeah, yeah, Rootless and Freckless. Uh, so I got him out and uh, just been doing bounties, riffs. It's been a lot of fun. Just go, it's, it's really cool just to get in there and just tear stuff up. A bit increasing the, the difficulty. I'm on Torment 3 right now. And right now, that for me, it's a good balance. And I got some legendary gems that dropped last night. And I have I need to go over tonight and uh, unsocket a gem and resocket it, get it done because uh, it's a nice, it's like a damage one. It's like, oh man, I cannot wait to equip this thing and, and do some even crazier damage. I had a, uh, a friend of mine that I haven't, like, I haven't met. I've met the guy once, IRL. He used to live here in Orlando. Now he lives, I believe, in California. 
and he joined a game that I was in the other night. And I was like, yeah, all right. Just was, like an auto join? Yeah, because yeah. if you don't pay attention, then the games you make are public. And so if you have a public game, then your friends can join your game. And well, I think that's I think that's even a private game because I think a public game is, means that anybody can join it. Oh well, either either way, whatever it was set up on, he joined the game, and I was like, oh, didn't even realize he played Diablo. <laughs> and I remember friending him on something, you know, on on Battle.net, and I thought I didn't know what game he was playing. Did the minions of hell? Grew stronger. Yeah, they grew stronger. On yeah. Me. Uh, but as it turns out, he was kind of lower, so I couldn't do a whole lot with him. It balances it out as far as the minions are concerned, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly how the mechanic works on someone that low joining somebody. I don't know if there is even a, a, a boundary as how high you can be and how low somebody else can no, be. No, because it's very common practice for people to get uh, power leveled that way. Mm. As in like the, Maybe that's what you wanted. They're in a really high torment level. When they're way too low for it, and they basically just stand just far enough away to soak the experience. Yeah. Well, he, for the most part, was doing, he died a lot. Uh, but I, I'm at the point where in Torment Level 3, I have to use health potions. And I like that. I want to be able, I want a little bit of a risk there. And that's where I'm at right now with Torment Level 3. Uh, my buddy was dying a lot. And then after a while, he left. He said, <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. I was like, all right. Now we completed a couple of, uh, of bounties any less. Sure. Um, I I like doing all the bounties and getting all the all, all the little crystal things for the rifts, and then I'll go do a rift. Okay. So, now, yeah. are you are you getting ready for the uh, necromancer? Are you uh, buy that? You know what I out? am because it hit the price point. We had a big discussion about that and about what the price point should be, where it would be for me to purchase it, and for me, I had to put the price point at twenty dollars. That was your max or your? That was my max. Okay. I said if it's twenty dollars, I'll buy it. It's that was fifteen. Your minimum. I won't pay less than twenty. It was my minimum. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do that up to $5, Blizzard, but uh, I'm sure it'll come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, I figured price point right around $20. Anything over 20 I wasn't, I'm not okay. interested. Gotcha. Uh, it was $15. It was $15 US. And so, yeah, um, I'll get it. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I'll try it and see how it is, see how it plays. It looks interesting to me. I like the Necromancer character that I had in EverQuest, so I don't know if it's going to play the same, but... We'll see. But yeah, a whole lot of Diablo for me this week. So that's been a lot of fun. Going around Azeroth, picking up Burning Blossoms, all right? I mentioned I was doing it this week for the Summer Festival. Oh, okay. I was yeah, wondering, yeah. like, you're just flying around picking up flowers, all right? Picking up flowers is what I do. <laughs> well, I'm an herbalist, so it's not that. Herbalist. Herbalist. When I get to the Blasted Lands, and mind you, I'm still using Handy Notes. Summer Festival. And sure. And so you see the little symbols on your map, you know, when you either desecrate the fire or bless it, something. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, I saw a little symbol that looked like it, but not. It was like one of the little clocks. And I hovered over it and said, talk to this NPC if you can't find the bonfires. Okay. It's like, that's weird. So I went to that spot and there is a mob called Zadormi. Hmm. And if you talk to him, he changes the phase of the zone. And wow. I had known he was there, but I had forgotten. Because here's what happened. During the pre-patch of Warlords. So if you remember, you know, Garrosh raised this Iron Horde. Sure. Remember that. So they first came through the portal. And before Warlords, we chased them out. Mm-hmm. And then we followed them to their homeworld to kind of neutralize right. the threat there. Back in the Legion and took, took the fight to them. Right. Yeah. So before that, we were fighting them out of the Blasted Lands. So there's this really weird issue that if you go there and if you're... I don't know if you have to be above level 90 or if they just kind of permanently changed it. But that event changed Blasted Lands. But this, but this holiday was put into the game during Cataclysm. Okay. So, so if you want to collect the bonfires from Blasted Lands, you have to talk to this NPC and get him to change the phase oh. back to after Cataclysm, but before, before Mr. Pandaria. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Right. Here's a very particular time period you need to go to. Yes. Yikes. Okay. So definitely Bronze Dragon. Bronze Dragon. He's changing yeah. the time. But it really made me think about the fact that we have this one guy doing this one thing. 
Right. This one bronze dragon who changes the face. And there is nowhere else in the game we have this mechanic. No. And it has so many potentials. Do you think we should have the bronze dragon flight have like uh, people all over the place? Dragons in different places? Absolutely. There are plenty of places where it would it would make perfect sense. All right. Give you another example. All okay. Right. On a very similar vein, there was a um there was a world event during Misty Pandaria. Before the blasted lanes thing, when we were starting to fight Garrosh, it happened over in the Barrens and it was Alliance and Horde versus like, uh, yeah. The the, yeah. Yeah, Corgron. Yes. Yeah, exactly we were trying to get like yeah. this true horde. Yeah, we had okay. to go grab some oil and stuff. From yeah, them. yeah, we had to get yeah, a whole bunch of oil. resources. I don't, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the Corgron. Yeah, I remember these guys. So the event was there for a short period of time. And that was when you could turn the oil to get like the pet, the cosmetic item. Like I still have the this the foot cosmetic item that makes me look barefoot. I don't, oh, I don't know why. That's weird. Okay. I don't know. Um, so they removed a lot of the rewards. They removed a lot of NPCs from that area, but they didn't remove all of them because there were still some minor rewards that you could get, and they wanted to leave it there so people could still farm after the event was over. This is in the Barrens. Yes. What level are these guys? 90? 90. In the Barrens. In the Barrens. Where everybody else is like, Level 20. 20? 15, 20, <laughs> depending on if you're north or south. So you run around, you're killing your zebras, you're killing your or zebras or giraffes or whatever they are in there. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're lines. like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, they're, they're not hostile. It's not really a threat. Uh, okay, that's good. <laughs> I was a little worried about that. But no, still. Yeah. Well, if it, if it was hostile, that would be a very negative experience. Because you know how it is when the mobs are like way above level yeah. from you. They will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll run half a mile to oh, yeah. get you and punch you and then but, go back to where they are. Yeah, so what are these guys, I mean, what's the thought process They're, in these guys, the, the, the NPCs out there who are level 90 and you see those little 20s go by and like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Killing a giraffe and a zebra? Well, it's odd because if you are charged with killing these lions, right, you are, you're doing that for somebody. Somebody needs your help. Somebody yeah. needs you to kill these things. And then you got to get the, the big line, the, the Simba or whatever it was. Zimba. And, it, and it's a challenge for you because they're about the same level. Sure. It's but tough. thematically, why are they hiring you when they could just <laughs> they got this level 90 dude? Just go get him to, you know, go punch these, punch these things and they'd be done. Oh, yeah, I can't be bothered with this. <laughs> I'm a level 90. It makes what you're doing seem trivial when, you know, you have all these mobs around there so much higher level than you. I've got me oil to guard. <laughs> I don't know why the guy is that guy. I don't know what you're <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it just also doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you are starting out as a new character for you to see those people in the Barrens. No, it's it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, reading Huck Finn and all of a sudden there's a paragraph about, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. Some, <laughs> that, that was a terrible analogy, but uh, I'll yeah. let it run. I want to put that on my uh, business card. <laughs> Root, terrible analogies. <laughs> That's just like a jellyfish. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you have that on your card too. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to use that one if you don't mind. <laughs> next time, someone, that's, my, that's my analogy. That's <laughs> just like a jellyfish. <laughs> Ideally, you would not see the level 90 mobs unless you had gone through that event. Right, or... You shouldn't see them at level 20, no, basically. No, you shouldn't. No. So, Bronze Dragon, got to fix that. That's all I got to say. Where it is desperately needed, desperately root. Okay. Is our poor veil. Oh, the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. Yes. I'm referring to Mist of Pandaria. So, uh, Garrosh brought death and destruction to the veil. It was a beautiful place, teeming with life, and then the shah or the anger that he had in him destroyed the whole thing, and it's all just dead now. Except for, like, one tree. There's, like, one tree there. Well, the one tree is supposed to make it grow back. So, theoretically, you go back to the way it was. But it's not phased. No. And here's here's the bigger issue, too. When you are level 90, where you're at in the storyline is that Garrosh is still a good leader. He started out as a good leader. Yeah, heck he of a did. leader. Yeah. I really liked him. He was noble. He noble. was all about what's right. But it was the conflict between the Horde and Alliance that we've had over in Hazroth, and we start fighting over the land of Mist of Pandaria. 
which was a peaceful continent. And then we showed up and we ruined the land. That's the whole storyline. That's what you end up seeing during the course of the expansion. So if you show up now as a fresh level 90 and all the quests are all about this beautiful, unspoiled, untouched, luscious land. And then you go to the Vale and it's just black and nasty. Yeah, it don't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I hadn't thought about that. You and I were discussing this point and I hadn't really thought about it. Because I just assumed that it would be phased for anybody else. It's not. They just permanently changed it. They permanently changed it. And I remember then having discussions with other people about you better go get your screenshots. Sure. I think we even talked about that on the show, getting your screenshots and getting, you know, because it's changing. And, you know, that's probably deleted. They probably don't have that anywhere. That code's gone. (sighs) I I don't know why it has to be, but... If you had a bronze dragon, you could fix it. You know, a new character could start out with it looking pretty and be able to talk to the dragon saying, Show me what this would look like in the future. Or you take your level 110 and go back and show me what the veil used to look like. Used to look like, yeah. 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 Or, I don't know, the tree's been there long enough. It just ought to be grilled back, yeah, now. Garish is gone. Well, yeah, but the issue with that is if they make it so that the veil is. Rehealed, they have implied that it's not going to be completely reversed. It's going to be scarred. You know, it's okay. going to be changed. That's why we'll give us a kind of a scarred veil. But then that also doesn't fit with the storyline of coming to this pristine land and then ruining it. Well, if I it's mean, scarred. in addition to having the phased part of it all, they need to have the phasing in there so that when people first they, arrive, yeah. it's pristine. Uh, the whole deal with Garrosh wrecks it, and then now it's healed. Yeah. It, they have to do one or the other. If they were going to change the land so that, okay, Land of Pandaria is permanently changed, they would have to add in different quests or rewrite yeah. them or something. You know, there's other places, not just Pandaria, that the bronze dragonflight needs to go take a little, you know, sprinkle some fairy dust or yeah. bronze dragon dust on as well. <laughs> Where's that? Well, I don't know. Pick your choice. Any of the pre-catazones. Oh, man. I would love to see those. I really miss the uh, the dam in Lochmodan. Oh, uh, yeah. They used to be one of my favorite places to mine and run around. <laughs> and, and I just like jumping off of it. I don't think I ever did that. And a big waterfall. It's really That's cool. It. I used to, but that whole area was really fun for me. I had, that was when I was on Alliance Tune, and I would run around there. I was an Alliance Warlock, and I would mine underwater because there were nodes in the lock. And I would mine there, and if I got attacked, it was also a skinner, and I'd skin. Um, there's so many, th- it's just this weird thing that we have going on with, and it's probably my favorite phrase to say on this podcast forever, and that phrase is, we have a dynamic story in a persistent world. So this world has to be here, we're all in it, but we're all at different parts of the history and the story. And, I mean, it almost... And I don't know how I'd feel about it, but it, it, there's something in the back of my head that says, would Blizzard just go, okay, guys, for the next expansion of World of Warcraft, we're just fixing everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're not progressing the story at all. We're just fixing everything. We're going to devote an entire six years, and we're fixing all these loopholes and these weird things that we've made so that when you go through this story, it all makes sense. And stuff isn't going backwards. We had an experience at our last meetup where we have a, a new player, and you're explaining to them that, oh, by the way, you're about to go on a Burning Crusade. You're about to go reverse a little bit in the storyline. Oh, and she just looked at me with this look of horror. Because you're used to this, like, okay, you've been on, you read like chapters. You, you're in, <laughs> yeah, you've been on chapter four. Now you're going to start back in chapter one. Yeah. And work your way up again. Work your way up, yeah. And then you're going to go to five, six, and seven. Yeah, it's. It's really bizarre. Well, without getting too far into all that on a a theory thing, I'm just going to say I would love the ability to be able to flip pretty much at will between going back uh, to pre-cata and and after-cata. I know that's unrealistic. Well, maybe, maybe not. I like the concept of this because you would get... It wouldn't just be thematic. It wouldn't just be now this place looks like it used to look. It would have the old quest lines in it, too. 
And the reason why I want that is because when I went through Cataclysm, and I've done all the quests and all the zones. Okay, I got Lore Master before Cataclysm came out. Right. Because I I wanted to get it done. Yeah, there was a big push of that because everybody knew what was going to happen. All those all the quests were going away. Yeah. And I've done all the quests and all zones since then. I've leveled several characters, and I like to level by going through quests. I don't really care for leveling through dungeons or any other method. That's just how I like to do it. For each place that I go to, let's say it's Westfall or, you know, Dustwall Marsh, Eastern Plaguelands, I have a fuzzy feeling that the NPCs are making a reference to something that I missed. Ah, okay. And what it is, is like each each little zone has its own storyline. Right. And pre-Cata, they had a storyline. And then after Cata, they did like the next chapter of it. And without doing the back-to-back, you know, because when I had done the quest before, it had been maybe two years. And then you're learning all these names and going through these events, and you don't see or hear anything else about them. And then you come back two years later, and you're like, okay, that character is familiar, but I don't remember exactly what. Or, like, I know they're making a punchline here. <laughs> and I know that's supposed to be funny, that they're referencing something, but I don't quite remember. I'll give you an example, like a Westfall. I know pre-Cata, when you first go in there, there's like a there's like a cart on the road that's upturned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of the quest, you have to go get the guys. Oh, no, no, it is. So when you first get there, you have to help out the uh, this older couple with their something, something with their farm. Okay, zombies on it or permits. <laughs> no, I don't know. Zombies is like, it's something pretty mundane. Okay. Like with their steed, he had to like help out and get their steed. Anyways, when you go there post cata, they're dead. Oh, that's not good. And you have to figure out who killed them. Mm. I think it turns out to be uh, Vanessa Van Cleef, who they had adopted and as treated her as a daughter, and then she killed them when she grew up. I think I'm kind of fuzzy on it now. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. But the connection yeah. between you know those that couple lives in Westfall. There's no reference to them anywhere else that I know of. And the storyline that you go through with Cadam is so much more impactful when you've helped them out before. Yeah, it means something to you. So I would just love the ability to flip the switch, go back and just do a zone, see how it was a few years ago. I know it gets kind of wonky. With now we have zones that are multiple zones or some of them we cut in half. Yeah, I remember I, having discussions about this and we all thought that it would be a great use of Caverns of Time. To be able to go to yeah, Caverns of Time and visit old places in there. I like your idea though too about just going over and here's a bronze dragon and you talk to the bronze dragon and say, hey, take me back. That I think is very cool because in a way... Blizzard could thematically roll that out zone to zone as as they made that tech available for that zone. Or, you know, we have time-walking dungeons right now. You could have time-walking zones. Go do Westfall, the original Westfall area. I think a clue that we have is what we're doing now with Chromie. So now you go to uh, Wormrest Temple. Yep. And you start the scenario, which takes you to the future, but then you open up portals to the past. Well, there's a nice little buff when you're in the scenario that says you're in the future, and you're level 112, and your is item there? level is 1,000. I never saw that. Yeah. You had to have to pay attention it. next yeah. time. That's cool. You're le- so she it. dies at level 112, or when we're level 112, so uh, all right. halfway between this expansion next. But they made these instances that take place in past versions of Azeroth. And they were able to like, you know, bring the new graphics to them. They're able to like incorporate the storyline and, and do all this fun stuff with it. So I could see them possibly in the future making an instance where you go back to old Eastern kingdoms, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then just redoing it. The other part of it is they've already talked about doing these, the original servers or legacy servers they've talked about. That's true. So yeah. could the tech not be phasing? We already have the uh, the cross-realm type thing. Yeah. Couldn't you like cross-realm into a legacy server and do an original zone? 
Oh, I would think it'd be a separate thing. Well, I don't think you'd be able to cross realm into that. In a way, I mean, I'm not. I don't you don't think of cross realm as we cross realm today? But just think of it like if you went to Westfall and you talked to the bronze dragonfly there guy there, and you said, "Hey, you know, make this the legendary uh, or the whatever it was version, the original version, the pristine version of this thing." Yeah. And then that's where the quote unquote cross realm happens. Your characters then moved over to that server in that instance for, for that area. Yeah, that's a good thought. It legacy is the word I was legacy. looking for. Yeah, you okay. get yeah you get moved over to the legacy server. Right. You do the whole thing, and then when you're done, you go, okay, take me back to my time now, and you go back to your time. That's trippy. It's trippy. Yeah, but like I said, don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. Just um, saw this dude there, Zadormi, and I just thought, hey, why isn't anybody else doing what you're doing? It sounds close to Norse Dulmu. Nor Nor du- Well, Nazdormu. There's yeah. a bronze dragon. Yeah. The same. Yeah. You didn't like it when I played that card in Hearthstone, did you? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you made all the time short. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't like it either, actually. If you're playing a slow connection, you kind of lose your turn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so not too far down the rabbit hole, but it's interesting tech that we could possibly see more of. Speaking about cards, I don't like you playing Freckle Face. <laughs> <laughs> What else don't you like me playing? Nah, it's not that. No. It's just a great little segue in the fact that uh, Hearthstone just announced that they're going to do some card pack changes with an S expansion. A lot of cool things that they're going to be doing. We thought it'd be kind of interesting to do a little bit of a deep dive into those. So what Blizzard has said is that soon, which is uh, their TM trademark there. Well, they said with an X expansion. Which is soon, but we don't know when. We don't know when, but they are a lot more scheduled with their Hearthstone expansions oh, yeah. than they are with Warcraft <laughs> Some expansions. Some people are complaining about that. It's too well, fast. I'm spending too much money. So here's what uh, Blizzard is saying. No more duplicate legendaries, for one. When you open up your card packs, you're not going to get dupes of your legendary cards. Also, you're never going to open up more copies of any card in a pack than you can actually use in your deck. And you are guaranteed to get a legendary within your first 10 packs of a new set. So let's talk about the duplicate legendaries. I don't know how common occurrence it is for other people. For me, it has happened at least three times. Really? Yes. Wow, I don't think I've got... I think I have one legendary. I don't even have that many. And that's the weird thing. You don't have a lot of legendaries, but have you gotten three duplicates? I've gotten a duplicate three times. A duplicate three times. Okay. So... I know. And what do you do with it? You just dust it, right? You just dust it. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, so right now you uh, you open up a legendary. You already had it. All you can do is dust it for 400 dust. And how much dust does it cost to create a legendary? 1,600. Okay. Yeah. It's not a good trade-off. <laughs> no, it's not a good trade-off. No. Um, yeah, you always get one quarter of the dust back than mm. it would take to create okay. it. Makes sense. Here's what I'm not clear on they said if you have a golden or non-golden version of a legendary you will not get a duplicate but i'm wondering what they mean as a duplicate because in a technical sense if you have a golden version and a non-golden version in your collection that is more than you can use in a deck but it doesn't count against you though now i don't have a lot of legendaries from what i'm saying is like if i have a golden version of a card. Let's say a deck maximum is two. I'm thinking of the Silver Hand Recruit because that's one of the ones I've got a golden one of. Okay. I have two regulars and one golden. I can only use two. Yes. But I have three. But it doesn't count against me that I have that golden card. What do you mean counting against you? I can have it. it I, I can't use it, but it's not like, oh, you can't have that card because you've already got two Silver Hand Recruits. Well, there's, there's nothing that's going to say you can't have it. You can have as many cards in your collection as you want. It's just a waste of time to have. It's them. a waste of time. Okay. You have to remember too. There's there's an auto disenchant button. Yes. So the auto disenchant is not going to automatically disenchant something if you have a golden and a non-golden version of a card. You mm-hmm. have to go in and you have to pick. Right. Manually, manually do that one. Right. So what you're saying is, if you have a regular version of a legendary, and you open up a pack. Would you have the chance to get the golden version of that legendary? That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Now, if you got the golden version of the legendary, which would you keep, the regular or the golden? 
Or would you rather just dust the gold and to get the extra dust to go create something else? Well, it, it depends on which card it is. When I first started playing, I kept all the goldens. And then I decided I wanted more cards, so I dusted all my goldens. And then I realized I had overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is, is because the classic cards will always be viable. So if I get a golden classic legendary, I can always use that. Sure, yeah. If I get a golden legendary from Mean Streets. It might get. Eh, not going to have much yeah. use for it after a couple of years. Unless it gets converted over into a common card. or It won't be. You don't think? Okay. No. Um, so I have a golden legendary from Mean Streets. It's a Murloc. Don't really have a lot of use for it. I use it in like maybe one deck. Hmm. I don't really like it. <laughs> okay. I would love to get a regular version of it so and that I could dust the golden. Dust then, the golden. Then I yeah. would have 1600 dust to make whatever legendary, legendary wanted. I wanted to. Yeah. Hmm. I so know. I'm wondering if I will never get... The golden version. Because for me to go and decide, oh, I want the regular instead of the golden, doesn't make sense. No. See, I I think it would still give you the golden. I think it would give you the opportunity because you, what you just said is if you have the normal version of a legendary card, you have no chance of getting the golden version of that legendary card. And there are some people who want the golden everythings. You can craft it. Okay. It's going to cost mm. you um, 3200 dust. Mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't take away the chance. If you have right. the, yeah, the chance to get it out of a pack, I still think is there. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Or if they're saying, no, the spirit of it is to help you complete your collection. Therefore, if you already have one or the other version of it, we're not going to give you that card again. I'll, I'll call up Ben and ask him. Okay. See what, see Mr. What we get. Yeah, No, just Ben. Oh. First name. <laughs> First name basis. Okay. Ben there. Uh, this... Guaranteed legendary in the first 10 packs of a set. Does that mean like anytime I buy, like if I buy a pack of 10, like a bundle, that somewhere in that is going to be a legendary? Or does that mean every time an expansion comes out? Yeah, basically for every expansion, you're guaranteed a legendary. If you look at what's in rotation right now for standard, classic is a set of cards. Main Streets of Gadgetstan is a set of cards. Whispers of the Old God is a set. Journey to Angora is a set. Got it. Psychic like expansion has its own yeah, set. Yeah. If you've already opened 10 packs from all of those, then this isn't going to go into effect until next expansion. I mean, it's already not going to go into effect in the expansion. But theoretically, you start out as a brand new player and you're in standard mode. You could buy 10 packs from each set and you would get a legendary from each set. From each set, right. If you bought a bundle that had 10 packs, you're going to yeah. get a legendary. But if you're like me and you've been playing, you've already opened more than 10 packs from each set, so it's just it doesn't matter until next one. So it's not retroactive. Uh, it's no. not going to go back and go, okay, you mm-hmm. have bought this many packs, oh. therefore we kind of owe you 17 uh, legendaries. No. Well, even if it was retroactive, it it only applies for the first 10. It, it's not mm. every 10. Got it's it. It's just the first, first 10. 10. Yeah. So every expansion launch day, everyone who opens more than ten packs will get a legendary. A legendary, which a is kind of kind of it's going to kind of kill the whole YouTube vibe on card pack openings. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it's always a big deal. Like people will wait and they'll they'll stream their card openings and see what kind of cards they got. Well, well I guess you're guaranteed that doesn't. Well, you say don't you're know not which legendary. Get, I mean, yeah. they introduced a lot in this last expansion in Journey to Ngoro. And just because you get one doesn't mean you got the one that you want. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Plus, this isn't saying you're going to get a legendary and that's it. Exactly. It's not saying you're getting one legendary in the first ten. Yeah, I mean, you could get a legendary in every pack, theoretically. Right. You're gar- you're getting a guarantee of at least one in the first ten packs that you open, which what that is doing is kind of evening the playing field a little bit. Perhaps. Depends on the legendary that, that you get. What that is also telling me is that with these new expansion sets that are coming, that the quest lines or the theme or the adventure or whatever they have that's going to be part of this expansion set is going to rely heavily on needing a legendary in your rotation. Because if they're saying, look, you're going to get one of the first 10 packs you open, that means you better buy 10 packs day one. Because if you want to be at all competitive and keep up with the Joneses on this expansion, you're going to need a legendary. They have done that somewhat with this expansion because there's uh, with the quest cards. Those are legendary. 
Yeah, okay. So you remember that rogue deck I played against you that made all my <laughs> minions five five. Thank you, thank you. We're... I had to craft that card. <laughs> that was that was actually an awesome game. I realized like, <laughs> whoa, look at that. That was awesome. I'm like, yeah. oh, these little one ones, they're not gonna hurt me. They're all five fives now. There's a five five charge, there's another yeah. five five charge. Yeah, it gets a little out of hand. It was awesome. A little out of hand, yeah. So we will see how it ends up implementing itself. I'm curious how it will play out. And the other thing you're gonna get is no more wasted cards. You're not gonna get a card that you can't use. So a pack will not contain more of a card that you can actually use in the deck. All right, well, let's, let's clarify that a little bit. Okay. If you already have two copies of a card in your collection, you're not going to be able to use a third card. Right, because so, two is usually the max. Right, two is the max. So this isn't saying you're not going to open up that card again. No, it's not? No. Okay, what does it say? The problem that they're having now is sometimes one pack will contain three of a card. Oh. And it's usually a common card. Okay, so what they're saying is that pack. That pack will not have more than you can use in a deck. That has made it particularly hard to fill out your collection when not only you're getting dupes of what you already have and you're getting a lot of common cards and not very many rares, but now you're getting three of the same common card over and over again. Mm. It's been happening too much. All right, so let's say Silverhand Recruit, because I have that card. <laughs> <laughs> what this is saying, and I can have two in my deck. Right. What this is saying is I will never open up a card pack with three silver hand recruits in it. Yes. What it is not saying is if I have two silver hand recruits in my deck, I will never open up a card pack again with a silver hand recruit in it. You are correct. It is not saying that. that. Is not it saying is saying that. it the first way. What it's saying is I still could open up a card pack with a silver hand recruit in it. I just yes. will not open one with more than two. Yes. No No three of a kind. No three of a kind. In a pack. Got it. Which makes sense because if I've, you know, I, I can see getting, I've got that card. Okay. But now I get three of those. Come on, it's, guys. Yeah. It's, I've opened up packs like that. And it it's happened enough. And the fact that they have to address it makes it seem like. They have programmed in something to make it less likely for you to get rares. They have announced all these changes, and I think these changes are quite, quite, quite powerful and positive. And they have announced these right before they're announcing a very large bundle sale. It's this card promotion that they're calling the Greater Crater Promotion for Ungoro Crater. So this is the Ungoro Crater card pack. And it's kind of like a steam sale, if you will. <laughs> in a way. Where you're getting a lot of extra packs. There's a seven pack one, which is plus two, so you get nine packs. Fifteen packs, you get an extra five for twenty. Forty, you get an extra twelve, and that makes fifty-two. And if you buy the sixty pack bundle, you get an extra eighteen for a total of seventy-eight packs. So basically, they're keeping the prices the same, increasing the number of packs that you get. It's limited time, and it's only for Journey to Angoro. Which is great because I don't, I have very very few Journey to Angoro cards. See, this is my crux. I don't have all the basics on cards yet. So every time I, I want to buy cards, I just go buy the basic pack. Oh, yeah. Until I'm done with those. I, I still think I need to finish that out. I think that I just give them away now. Uh, you, what are you saying? You, you get your basic cards just by leveling up. So, yes, you do need those. Yeah. The classic cards a lot of times are negated by the newer cards. So it would almost be better for you to get... Right now, get Journey to Angora cards. Well, then I'm going to have to take advantage of the sale. Yeah, because there's only so many classic cards. You will get a classic card pack each week for the Tavern Brawl. And if you get lucky enough to get um, the Spectator Friend Quest, you get also a classic card pack. Oh, that's cool. And the handful of cards in the classic set that you really feel like you need, you can also craft those. See, so you do have that option. Well, I may have to uh, spring for this big 60 bad boy and uh, get 78. That's a, that's a long time. That's like an hour worth of opening cards. <laughs> really? I mean. Yeah, I know. It'll be fun. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, and it's PC only uh, for the 60. Can't buy those on, on the mobiles. You know, Apple and Google are cut no, out of that no. one. You got to go <laughs> yeah, straight don't to get the, their cut for that. No cut. You got to go straight to the source for that bad boy. Yep. However, I guess you could, once you purchase it, you can open them up on any device. Absolutely. 
So just make the purchase on the PC and then go to any other device you have to open it. So that, you know, got a long train ride, <laughs> commute. Well, don't do it when you're driving, but you don't have a lot of card packs that way. So having this Steam-like sale, I think, is a fantastic idea. I think it's going to do really well for Blizzard, especially by all these things they're doing. Removing the duplicates, you're not going to get duplicate legendary. All it's going to do is encourage people to take advantage of the sale. And I think that is a fantastic idea. When good old Warlords Draenor came along, we all got introduced to the concept of having followers. We could recruit them, we could send them out on missions, we could upgrade their gear, we could do a lot of things with them. Watt also expanded that concept of followers and missions and gave us a shipyard. Now we could build ships, we could send them out, we could equip them, send them on missions. And just to have a grand old time with our followers and our ships. Then Legion comes along. And we kind of knew we were going to get something similar with the followers. But we also got something else. We got the official Legion companion app for iPhones and Androids. With the apps, players can... Explore world quest, manage followers, train recruits, start and complete missions, and research order hall upgrades. So you can do a lot of the stuff out of the game that was kind of, you know, tedious, if you will, in the game. Like, I don't know if you remember, you probably do because I said something about it practically every week. I went out of my way during WAD to use Splashtop to log in to my character who I'd have parked right between my shipyard table and my missions table, and I could do both, and I would do that remotely on my phone. So yeah, that you're I, very <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> I am very proud of that. <laughs> Because that took up a big chunk of your time in that expansion. And I'm like, look, I'm going to this length to gain back that time so that when I get into the game, I don't have to go do that. But now we have the companion app that allows us to do that more effectively. So the big question is, will WoW future expansions have a companion app? I do, but I think it's going to be the same the same app. I think they're going to update the app. I don't think they're going to have a Legion companion app and then a whatever is the current expansion app as well i tend to agree with that because it would be a nightmare to try to keep up to date there's always gonna be changes in the game and the infrastructure and you have to keep now a an app for each expansion up to date no yeah, that's it's true a, it's a nightmare i think that it's just going to be an app for the current expansion i agree with you on that whatever the current one is that's our companion app that we're going to have but what does the companion app of the future actually look like well i'm curious what they'll do to the follower system if anything it does seem to be working a lot better than Warlords of Draenor. You pretty much had to have an add-on to maximize uh, your follower combination if you want to do missions and Warlords. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 25 followers. You only personally recruited like seven or eight of them that you had quests to like, you know, work with them and then say, hey, come to my garrison. And the rest of them, they're just kind of random. And then you could go to the end. Oh, yeah, and or, buy some of the headhunter. Yeah, you could like <laughs> right. you know, bring in new people, then put your old people on the shelf. It was a lot. Right now, your followers are meaningful. I mean, I have Rexar as a follower. I have Addie, you know, the little gnome that you train to be a hunter? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. one of my followers. Yeah, I've got some demons like that we fought that were warlock demons, like the Eridar sisters. Those are yeah. my followers. It's like, oh, man, these they mean something, like you said. Yeah. You know, my mage, I have a Calicos. I have a Archmage Modera, and she she gives a lot of quests. So you sometimes you'll see her there, and then, like, she's also standing next to you. And on my rogue, I have, you know, Vanessa Van Cleef. So she's working with us now. But they mean something. You know, they're characters that have their own storyline and have their own ways that they came into your service. That's a weird phrase for it. But you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. have ways that, they, that you came in contact with them, which is a lot different than just, like, these random people that were your followers before. Yeah, like, we're not rescuing some half-naked dude. And in some I dungeon. Like half naked dude. <laughs> you keep trying to get me to cosplay something. I won't do it. <laughs> I was really hoping to see that at BlizzCon. I'm so, dis- <laughs> so disappointed. Junkrat wasn't enough. Oh no, it's not uh, the same as Cronian the Barbarian. Cronian. But you know, also the missions they supplement questing rather than replacing it. Yes. Warlords had this self incubating system where you could get garrison resources from the missions. And then you needed the garrison resources to send out more missions. 
so your character could just sit there. Right. They have to do anything. Yeah. Even recently, I had my Roga wanted to level her leatherworking. So she sat and she's level 110 now, but she sat in her garrison for two months. Wow. You know, just getting order resources and then trading them in for leather and just doing that cycle over and over again. I think a really great change that they did was not allowing you to have your missions generate resources. That was a tough one for me. Uh, yeah, I know you you still want that. It can't be perpetual. I don't like the aspect, they thought of it being perpetual. But there has to be some kind of a mechanism in there that if I cannot log into the game, for whatever reason, I can still continue to do some missions. Well, what I would say to that is that you can. But the the companion app is... A companion. It is an extension to you playing. Sure. If you if you are very active on that character, you can do as many missions as you want as soon as they become available. If you stop playing that character and you stop playing WoW and you start playing a different game, you're only going to be able to go on missions, you know, for a few days or a week, and then you just run out of stuff to do. Well, I'm lucky. Like, consider BlizzCon. We're going to go to BlizzCon here in November. That's going to probably will be out of playing time for about a week. So prior to going on BlizzCon, are you going to stock up on order hard resources so you can be sure to do your missions? Maybe. The missions right now don't seem that vital for me to put in a lot of effort for it. But my point is, what if you're at BlizzCon and you're like, oh, I'm out of resources and here is this really, really cool mission that, gosh, I wish I could do. That is the consequence of not playing. That's the thing. There, There is no consequence... For staying inside your garrison and never going no, outside I get it. it. And now there is. I just did that that whole quest chain that ended with me getting, was it 10,000 or 15,000 resources? Right. A ton of them. So I am good for a while <laughs> on that. Even if you just get in and do your dailies for a while, you do your world quest. Yeah, you're, you're fine. If you to just do, do it. it regularly for a few weeks, you'll have enough to go on vacation and still be able to do your, your missions. You might have to think about it a little bit more. You might have to go, well, this one doesn't give me that great of reward and it costs a lot. So I'm going to hold off and I'm going to save it for a mission that I'm more excited about. You have to make that choice. I would just want one mission a day that costs zero resources. Give me a charity mission. A charity mission. A charity mission. <laughs> That's all I want. One a day. Like if, I, if, if that way I can still do something with the app if I'm out of resources. It could just what would you like, get for it though? I could go survey something. I don't know. And get resources as a reward. <laughs> Yeah, just not a yeah. not a ton. Just okay. A, so okay, think of it this way: if if I was doing these these charity, the the survey will say like I'm going, I'm surveying something, and I'm getting 100 resources back. Now, if I do three or four of those, now I have enough order hall resources to go do a real mission. So it gives you something to work towards. Like okay, I got to do a couple more of these zero missions, and I have enough resources to go do a real mission. But that's still incubating, though. It's just a longer time. You're still allowing people to gather resources without questing without doing anything yeah but this is so minuscule that it will take them for a for a long time four five evers <laughs> to get it done it's not like the fact that you could get the ten thousand resources of old and just sit there forever and never run out of resources yeah. this would be something that as soon as you went on that mission now you're out of resources again and i have to do the four or five days of zeros to get enough resources built up to go do another mission but we'll see what happens with that. They may or may not do that in the future. Um, All right. Well, let's go with that. So currently, you can't you can't just live in your order hall, right? No, you cannot. You cannot. I wouldn't want to. Mine is a freaky place. Mine's okay. There's <laughs> a lot of animals. I like it. But that leads us to wonder, we have a new expansion. We have a new order hall or whatever it's called. It might be called something different. I think we're going to keep the same ones. You think so? Yeah, I really do. No, because we want to go to the new place. We're mine's all in, ne- mine's in the now. nether. No, ma'am. I'm in the nether somewhere. I'm not in the nether. I'm, I'm in, in the high nether. mountain. Oh, that's your fault. I'm in a the nether. A lot of people are in New Dollaran. Well, where, where are your, uh, your what you call them, the rogues? Dollaran. Okay, where are the paladins? That's what I meant to say. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a paladin up oh, that high yet. I thought you said they were over in like Eastern Plaguelands. Oh, or that's true. No, they are. They're in Eastern Plaguelands. Okay, well, so, they could stay there. That's fine. And the people so, in Dalaran, so it works thematically for some classes, not for others. Works for everybody. The people in Dalaran stay in Dalaran. The people in in wherever your your hunters are stay yeah. wherever your the druids are down there too. So what? They can stay there. Imagine we're going the same pattern, right? We made the switch from Warlords to Legion. We had a new system that was very similar, but it was new. 
So let's say they do that again, where they give us a new system that is similar. I don't think they'll have the app for the Legion anymore. No, the app's going away. That's going away. The app's you going away. You can't live there anymore. Your characters cannot live at your order hall and generate resources constantly. And if they follow the same pattern, they're going to remove all these nice gold missions. Yeah, there aren't. Yeah, gold missions go away. Um, they'll go away. They'll dwindle those down, and I can. Well, no, that never mind. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say if they just replace everything with the new missions, then the old missions still have to be there. So we were getting new order okay, halls. New, okay, we're yeah, getting new so order halls, and yeah, definitely the order halls are still going to be there, I believe. Because they, they said the class mount are not going away. Yeah, class mount quests are still there. And recruiting your followers is part of that quest line and doing that mission. Of course, they might remove that step but if they had to. But doing the mission where you have to get all your followers up to level 900, or at least three of them, you have to do that before you get your class mount. To tie this back in, I think Chromie will also give us a little bit more insight in this. So this whole process with uh, going through this scenario with Chromie, you're gaining reputation with her, but she's also gaining talents. Yeah. Do you get to build her every time? Have, have you figured out the most optimal build for her? Um, No, because I'm only on like choice number two. Ah, okay. And it was either have her become a tank or have her become a healer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. my pet's already a tank. That's what so I did. I'm like, yeah. hero. I yeah, need a yeah, hero. Yeah, but this concept of having an NPC, you know, this uh, this character in the World of Warcraft that we are working with and mm-hmm. we're working to build mm-hmm. them up. I think they're going to expand on that. I think they're going to keep going with it. I 100% agree. I think all of our followers, we're going to be able to pick at least between one or two traits. So you're going to get a... And I know right now we can give our followers like little add-ons to make them whatevers. Equipment upgrades. Yeah, and we yeah. can replace those if yeah. we get them. Here's the thing. I'm not downplaying that like it just sounded like it was. If you had a basic trait on each of your followers that you could choose between path A or path B, then the equipment upgrades you give your followers become that much more meaningful. So it gives you more choice. There's more planning ahead. Like if you want something that's going to get you like a ton of gold, you could optimize your followers to go get you gold. If you needed it for experience, if you need it for equipment upgrades, whatever you wanted to do, you could optimize your followers. And it's not just chance. Right now, getting all these equipment upgrades is a lot of happen chance. You have to go out on a mission. It is. You have to hope that you get a, a bag back. You have to hope it's not a duplicate. Or you um, get the uh, the order hall upgrade to be able to put in work orders. Yeah. But what you get back from the work order is random. I have that right now for myself on uh, my druid, and they're random. Now, if I could go to each of my followers and assign maybe one or two, but just, I'm just thinking just one trait. I want a primary trait, and your primary trait is going to be gold or your primary trait is going to be resources or your prime whatever it is i get to choose between those two and it's always going to be a choice that is going to be detrimental so do i want gold or resources do i want follower gear or do i want upgrades so all these things you know and then later on in the game you can go back and go okay i I'm, i don't need any more resources i'll focus on gold i don't need any more equipment upgrades i'll focus on so you can go back and change those base ones but the equipment upgrades that we've given our our followers they're going to be more funsies maybe who knows the other thing I want to see is I want to see a deeper choice in who you send out on your missions. Let me explain what I mean, Freckleface. Okay. I see you get comfortable. I did get comfortable. <laughs> we have five followers, yes? I have six. We have six followers, yes? <laughs> we started out with five. I think we have six. And if you have a talent or an upgrade, you have seven. All right. So we have up to seven. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of followers. Not as many. Okay. Point being, right now, people a lot of time just go, okay, I have X amount of missions available to me. I have X amount of resources available to me. Go, 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 go. Everybody's out of the mission. I'm getting cool stuff. Or they look at it and go, eh, there's only this that I want. Maybe here's a gold mission. There's not any, any other gold missions. I don't need any of this other stuff. So I'll just send my you know, five of these guys out on gold missions or three of them, whatever it might be. Point being, you really don't care who you're sending out on a mission. As long as you're going to have whatever your total is 100% or more of a success rate, that's all you're caring about right now. What if your followers who stayed behind in your order hall had a benefit to them for staying behind in your order hall? What if they were a vendor? What if you could get a buff from them? What if combined they gave you a buff? Like if you had three people in there, whoever they were, but those three together 
could give you a cool buff. I like that. I do like how you make a similar choice now with who you're going to have as your uh, bodyguard. Is that I have a few followers that will bring me back a special item when they go on missions. Yeah, you bring in some gold or some XP or no, not XP. Um, order hall resources. Sometimes extra. What do you get a loot item or something? It, it depends. So on my rogue, um, I have Martin Noggenfogger. Yeah, right. and he will uh, he will bring me back an extra item sometimes mm, for that's a mission. Interesting. Okay. On my mage, I will sometimes get back a, like a piece of food. It looks like the mana bread, and I can refresh weird. the vitality of one of the, like the troops. It's like you know how you can send one of your little—I don't know what like the universal name for him is—but I have these frost elementals that I recruit on my mage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they have yeah, three yeah. uses. Yeah. Yes. So I have one follower that will bring me back an item that I can click on the things, and it's like another use for them. Right. So you don't. Yeah. So it it recharges them. So they each have yeah. like three charges. This one gives you an extra charge. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I think my rogue has one where it brings back an item that increases. It's like a one-time increase su- mission success chance of like Interesting. 15%. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got those. But you can't use it in the app. You have to go into the game and like. Yeah, there's a couple of them that way. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I, I like making that choice and going, who is the best to be in my bodyguard? Because I want these other guys on a mission for me. So having an additional choice of like, who's going to be. With me out in the field, who's going to be going on missions and who's going to be staying here? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm liking that idea because we kind of have that right now, but not really. So the Warlocks, I have a follower who's my first follow follower, a Catalyst or Claudacious. I don't know what his name is. He's a vendor and he's the guy who's got my Rastid, but I keep sending him out on a mission and I haven't bought my Rastid yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like I come back and I go, where's he at? I'm like, oh, that's right. I sent him on a mission. And he goes, oh, 12 hours. Oh, geez. Why wasn't I paying attention? Yeah, yeah. But to have that choice, for instance, there could be a really good comp for a raid night to be in your order hall. So if you're a raider and you have these three particular people who are staying behind in your order hall, that gives you the proper raid buff. However, those three people might add be the perfect combo to go out on a mission that you're going to get 100% success rate on but you can't send them out on that mission because you're raiding. So do you take the less buff from them in order to go get the cool thing? Do you time it just right so they come back right before raid yeah, launches? Yeah. It adds a whole other dynamic to the game, I think. Well, it does. I don't know how I feel about when you go to that step of saying you're getting buffs for raiding. Because as soon as you do buffs for raiding, now that's something that's, quote, mandatory, which yeah, means you can true. do it wrong and people are yelling at you. But that being said... If it's a buff similar to what you might get from the runes, you know the runes that drop from the dungeons, like the oh, defiled yeah, runes. Oh yeah, yes, defiled runes. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's something like you can either get a buff from your NPC or you can get it from this item, which might be kind of expensive, you know. Choices. Yes, choices, but not a forced choice. Yeah, and and I kind of I agree with you now what you're saying about the the fact that if you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. So maybe not raid buffs. Yeah. I, I know people are a little bit upset right now because there's there are buffs that you get in the current raid tier depending on whether or not it's day or night outside. I like those choices, but I don't think they should be raid type choices. And they are. And that's yeah. the problem is that you don't, most people don't have the flexibility to to be able to get on in the game at during well, the daytime yeah. or, or at night. Nighttime. It's Usually it's one or the other. So maybe these choices or these buffs rather that you get from the, your characters who are remaining in your order, order hall affect your questing, like out, outside so. zones. Well, yeah, whatever it is, just make it feel so that it's that it's a bonus and not a requirement. Right, no, I'm yeah. with you 100%, 100%. So next update for the companion app. So we think it'll just say WoW companion app, right? Not WoW expansion name. Not Legion. App. Yeah, no. Yeah. Blizzard is very good at that. They, they rename things kind of subtly. They did that with Hearthstone. They did. Yeah. They'll start with a logo. They'll start with an app name. They did that with the Blizzard launcher. Yeah. They're very, they're very subtle about that. I still call that. it Bads on that launcher. Everybody calls it a Bads on that launcher. Even <laughs> Blizzard people call it the Battles <laughs> yeah. on that launcher. That's just, a, it's branding they're not going to get away from no matter who changes the name in the marketing department. So we do feel like the mobile companion apps are going to be part of the WoW landscape for all future expansions. It's just a question of how Blizzard's going to iterate and improve on the design and integration of the app. (music) 
folks, if you're out and about on the internet, don't forget, you can head over to iTunes, leave us a review there, and give us some stars. Let's, that lets us know how we're doing as a show, and also lets other people know if this is a show that they would be interested in listening to. I want to give a special thank you to our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash hearthcast and using the offer code hearthcast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grid Network.